This is a half-court college podcast. This week we'll break down our top 10 teams and discuss where we disagree. This week we will preview the Big East Conference and discuss our ceiling and floors for each team. Alright, so we're going to start with our top 10. Um, I can start first. I got Baylor. Uh, yeah, I also got Baylor. Uh, the AP also has Baylor. Um, Someone did actually... The Baylor did not sweep this week, surprisingly. Arizona got one vote, one first place vote. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, I guess Baylor kind of lost some stock this week, you could say. But. That's interesting. I don't really understand why, like, what would have changed with the Arizona assessment. It wasn't like, like last week at least they beat Illinois, but I guess this yeah. week. I don't know, some team probably, or some guy just kind of was, I don't know, they, what, 11 wins, 11 wins for, now they have, both have 11, but. Maybe he really didn't like the 8-point win over Oregon, or. I don't know. There's really no explanation for why they lost a first place vote, but well, I guess if the Villanova wins looking less and less like a top fifteen win, then that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably that maybe something. Okay, yeah, but like regardless, there's really not. It's there's not a huge amount happening. Yeah, uh, with Baylor at this point, they're still on a tier of their own. Yeah, like I like I don't think of them as like the strongest one seed in the world. Um, but they just there's just no one else who really has like a full one seed or a number one resume at this point. Yeah. But for number two, I think that's where it starts getting interesting. We have the same teams in uh, a tier two to seven, but we kind of got them mixed up. I got Duke at number two. Yeah, I got Gonzaga at number two. And this is the start of what the AP poll has, too, where it's the same seven teams yeah. in like essentially the same area with the same like similar amounts of votes. So. <clears throat> yeah, I just feel like at this point, Duke has some quality wins. The Kentucky win started to look bad, but that's like not a terrible win anymore because... Uh, Kentucky picked up a win against UNC, but um, I don't know. They lost to Ohio State. Um, Ohio State was unranked at the time. Now Ohio State's like, like a like almost locked top fifteen. I think that did the AP poll agree? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're fourteen. Yeah. So uh, Duke doesn't have a terrible loss. It was a close loss on the road, um, but. Uh, also, they just have one loss. Uh, you said you got Gonzaga. Yeah, it's really splitting hairs between the two of them right now. I I do have Duke at number three, um, so I don't like I really don't feel super strongly going to with either team. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very close between the two last week, and then picking up the Tech win was enough that I slightly edged Gonzaga. But really, like these teams could be going back yeah, and forth. Yeah, Gonzaga definitely did um, have one of the better weeks of anyone at the top. Not too many top teams played a hard schedule. Yeah, there were not many top 25 matchups going on at all. And yeah, and Gonzaga was, like, the one that happened. And they beat him by 14, so yeah. it wasn't like there was, like... You beat, they beat him by plenty for, <laughs> for me to be like, yeah, that's, this is a top 5 caliber team. Um, yeah. But really, like, honestly, if, if you want to argue that, like, Arizona or Kansas or Purdue deserve to be about Gonzaga, like, I can... I can yeah, it is really close, that. like... At this point, number number three, I got Arizona. Yeah, so as I said, I, I got Duke at number three. You mentioned what's good about them, but so we can kind of move along. Yeah, so Arizona, um, they're just one of the best undefeated teams left. Um, they dominated Michigan. They uh, beat Illinois on the road. Um, they do. They, they don't crushed Wyoming. I still think that could be end up being like a quad two, a yeah. thirty point quad two win. Like yeah, now that'll be an interesting one down the line because Wyoming has. Uh, ranked well in the net. Arizona, I believe, is number one in the net right now. Um, yes, they are. And I don't know if you have their Kempom ranking, but they're probably getting up there as well. They are seventh in Kempom, and they are also number one in the simple rating system. Yeah, and they are like, but given that it gives us an actual number, they are far away it's number one in the simple rating. Yeah, system they have three. They have three quad one wins, um, and obviously no losses. So 
Um, they've put together a pretty good season. It would be nice to see that, see them like take another top-ranked team because Illinois obviously hasn't been ranked in a while. Michigan hasn't been ranked in a while. Um, but I do think Arizona has some games coming up. Arizona plays at Tennessee this week. Then the next week, I think they play at UCLA and at USC. So That'll be that'll be exciting. And Illinois is trending in the right direction towards being a top 25 team. Yeah, definitely. I, I had them in my top 25 this week. I get why you wouldn't at this point. Yeah. Um, but I could see them being a top 25 within the next But like, if Arizona can go on the road and win th- these three games, they might end up getting the, like, the number one spot. Like, oh, I would have trouble. Like, this is, this is a... That, like, at this point, Baylor is really just building... Like, it's Michigan State and Villanova. If they beat... These three teams in a row, I, yeah. I think it would be impossible not to have Arizona. Honestly, if they beat Tennessee and UCLA, I guess that wouldn't be at, at a ranking time, but still. Um, just just getting those two wins yeah, like, no, would probably be enough to get me to number edge, one, yeah. even if they, I mean, they'd have to beat USC out just because they need to win. But Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see if Arizona can hang on because they've been dominating a bunch of teams, but um, they haven't uh, gotten like. Like Illinois, obviously, is like a good team. Everyone expect had high expectations. Same with Michigan, but um, they need a team that's looking like that's going to be ranked like even after they beat them. Yeah. Um, but I say we can move on to. Four, well, so four eyes where I have Gonzaga, and then you got. I got Arizona at four, so yeah, we've so we ended up with the same top four basically. Just yeah, just in a moderately it, different, like pretty different order, I guess, but still, it's the same top four. Yeah. So so Gonzaga. Um, they, uh, I just, it's the two losses at this point. Like, it's hard to put them all the way up at two when, like, Duke hasn't, like, done too much to fault them. Arizona's done nothing to fault them. Mm. Um, Gonzaga definitely has some more of the ranked wins than other teams do. Like, they've beaten UCLA, they've beaten Texas, they just beat Texas Tech. But, I don't know. I feel like Duke's also head-to-head makes it hard to put Gonzaga above them. That's fair, that's fair. I think it, it, it's, like, it is just, these teams are all really neck-and-neck neck for the, for the, two through seven spots at this point. So. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll, uh, I don't know if Gonzaga, like, Gonzaga probably is about to hit a pretty weak part. Yeah, they've, they're have they starting conference play now. So at this point, this this could just be Gonzaga has their two losses, essentially. They, yeah. I'd be surprised if they lose more than one game. Yeah, no, like maybe one of the San Francisco or BYU games. You know? Yeah, they go, they'll, they'll have some road games. They end the season with two road games against San Francisco and St. Mary's. Like that, that's definitely possible. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Once the pressure starts hitting about holding on to a one seed, they might lose one of those. But yep. until then, not really worried about that team. They're going to be top five for the rest of the way, probably. Yep. Um, but oh yeah, I'd be. It would be. It would be pretty difficult because they're just going to. They're probably. They're going to end up like a three or four loss team at yep. like probably worst, and that's. Yep. It's hard to deny that a top five seed, especially with the wins they picked up early in the season and the losses are probably going to be to top fifteen teams. But like even like my lower expectations for Alabama, I don't think they're going to keep falling down hard. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like Alabama could have some tough and have tough play in the SEC play, but um, it's still going to be like a re- respectable loss. Yep. But number five, I got UCLA. Uh, yes, I have Kansas. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Again, UCLA hasn't been hasn't really picked up anything to uh, like give them. I mean, they finally they beat Marquette on the road, um, but. UCLA doesn't have any huge wins other than that Villanova win. That's... Yeah, and then they didn't play basketball over the last week, um, and they're still just doing pretty poorly in all like the the one numbers. They're nineteenth in civil rating system. They're I think they're even worse than that in net. They're I think they got little... twenty two in net. Yeah. Um. So it's just I I kind of want to see them 
improved at an hour with the Villanova win, which is kind of what they were like. Yeah, they're gonna get building off of at this point. Like they're gonna get Arizona next week, um, and then they kind of play some of the uh, fodder in the in the Pac-12. But yeah, maybe Oregon can figure some stuff out by mid-January. But yeah, but there? Arizona that that'll be a chance for them to like. Like kind of prove that they're a top five team. Oh yeah, if they can beat Arizona, then I'm obvious. I obviously can't deny them like a high end top five spot. Yeah. Um, but they really, I, at this point, especially like giving can like I think the Michigan State win is more impressive to me than the Villanova win at this point. Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and then even after that, like, like Kansas has some like other like at least like competent stuff going on and there's just not really like yeah they like dominated St. John's who was like not it's not a terrible team dominated Iona who looks like they could be pretty good this year maybe Um, I think what's keeping uh, Kansas behind for me is just that their loss was to Dayton obviously it was a one point game but like UCLA got dominated by Gonzaga but like that's like a team that like you expect to possibly lose a game to but Dayton you you don't want to lose to Dayton Um, but yeah, I if it if it had been if if it had been like a five like but just the fact that it was only a one point loss. It's game, hard to fault them, yeah. Yeah, it's like no, it's like definitely like it's keeping them like it's keeping them a little bit lower, but it's still especially and they just their wins like they're not the the Kansas wins aren't. It's Michigan State is really their only win of real substance. I think that's probably their only uh, one in quad one right now. Yeah, that yeah that's their only quad one win. They got three quad two. Um, but yeah, it's still a quad three loss to Dayton, which is unfortunate for them. Yeah, because Dayton's not looking like it's it's not like earlier when that happened, people were thinking this could be a kind of Dayton bring blow, bounce back season. But yeah. Dayton's not even like looking like like an IT level team at like best or like. Yeah. So at six, I got Kansas. So I don't really have them too far. But I've been I had them UCLA and Kansas kind of the past few weeks, just same like level. Yeah, I've had I had them pretty close to each other, and I think I've I finally like. Sliding Kansas up just because I'm starting to like lose value in an overtime win over Villanova. Um, yeah. So I had Purdue at six. Yeah, so Purdue's interesting. Um, they they lost to Rutgers, who is a quad three loss at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it was on the road at Rutgers. At yeah. The very least. And I, I, I still can't forget that they got a 10-point win against NC State, but that was a game that went to overtime. They almost lost that one. Yep. Um, and but then they came back, smoked a not great Butler team, admittedly. Yeah, but so their best wins, also Villanova. Yes. Um, and they got UNC as well, but UNC hasn't. And played. Iowa. Yeah, it's just a bunch of teams that are hanging out on the outside. I mean, Villanova is still ranked technically. But it, at, at the very least, with Purdue, it's like four teams. You got North Carolina, you got Villanova, you got Florida State, you got yeah, Iowa. Yeah, so they got three. Like, they got three quad one wins. Oh, oh, I guess Florida State's probably not quad one. Oh wow, that was a quick fall off to the season for Florida State. Yeah, but so I I have Purdue behind these two teams. I have Purdue seven, and you got UCLA seven. So we have those three kind of uh, mishmash order. But um, I just. Purdue, like, I kind of, I kind of keep thinking them as a two-loss team because they really, really should have lost that game to NC State. Yeah, they, it's it's fortunate they pulled that off because it would be pretty devastating for Arizona had they lost it. Um, at the very least, it wasn't actually like a, a tiny differential in the end, but still, it. And North Carolina State is like seven, seven and four this year. They, I'm not saying they're going to be like a tournament team or anything, but probably like what a quad three win or, or quad two. Uh, actually, that's probably quad three, isn't it? Um, I think they have, where is Purdue? They have no quad two wins yet. Yeah, that's uh, being put as a quad three. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's that's definitely a pretty questionable go to overtime with that. Um, but honestly, like as we kind of said, there's just not a ton of like there's this is the same tier yeah. for all these teams, and there's just not a huge amount of teams with like real n- number one in the country resumes at this point. This exactly, season. they they were number one, but they quickly got rid of that. Um, but um, yeah, so I think we should number eight. Uh, I have Alabama. Yep, I also have Alabama. Yeah, so we both had them up. Pretty high, two and three last week, um, but uh, they lost to Memphis by fourteen on the road, but still was a fourteen point loss. And Memphis, to a team that Memphis has kind of looked like a, a dumpster fire at times, um, but uh, I don't know. I think that they're they've definitely been inconsistent. Um, I guess that's definitely part of like I think what you buy into by having a bunch of freshmen as your like stars and letting a former NBA player coach your team. Yeah, um, definitely. But I think, yeah, that loss. But regardless, that's still a probably that's a actually that maybe a quad one loss just because it's on the road. Maybe I I think also Memphis might have lost again the, the end of the week, so that might have faulted them. Alabama. Has, yeah, that's actually I think that is actually a quad quad one loss because they're quad two losses to Iona. Yeah. So yeah. So I think the reason that. I don't have them too far back, is that they do have two top wins, um, but uh, their losses are kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it's a low-end quad one, even as a quad one loss. Um, but still, be and like and then the Houston win was obviously by one uh, at home, so that that's a good win, um, but it's not like it's not as impressive as like as it could have been that that was a real chance to like make a statement and like make a case for themselves as the number one team in the country yeah definitely um, and then they lost to Memphis so they clearly just kind of completely threw that away even after the momentum for the uh, from the win over Gonzaga yeah so I mean this is a team that has a chance to flip their uh, schedule around with uh, some SEC play oh wow and we also get an SEC Big 12 challenge at the end of January with them and Baylor oh yeah that's pretty exciting, uh, but yeah, it's also given the SEC hasn't no team in the SEC seems to be standing out as like a real uh, top seed contender besides Alabama. Yeah. So Al- Alabama could probably like kind of run the table and in, in the SEC and maybe work themselves back up to a yeah, one seed closest, by court. They're, they're ten in the AP. Um, the closest is Auburn at twelve. So um, it definitely will be interesting to see um, if they can kind of just dominate that conference and keep them in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but think we should uh, nine and ten is where we have the most discrepancies so yep i think so i have that nine i have iowa state yeah i have uh xavier at nine yeah so um iowa state uh i guess i have them in the same spot that ap poll has them at um their net has got uh i think a little better these past few days um iowa state is at 15 um obviously you said you just have xavier right yep xavier's 11 now um their only loss coming to Iowa State, yep. which is, I guess, a reason I can't really get uh, Xavier higher than Iowa State, because Xavier's got wins against, uh, or sorry, Iowa State's got wins against Xavier, Memphis, Iowa, who we just said is a pretty good team, Creighton, who just beat Villanova. Um, they're kind of starting to uh, pack in the wins, so... Um, they're definitely th- putting together a, re- a real resume at this point. They're 3-0 and in quad one play, so... Um, it's definitely looking good for an Iowa State team that had very little expectations going into the year. Yeah, I think that maybe is partly where I'm at with them right now. They're not they're not doing so incredibly that I'm like completely 
shaking where I had them to start the season. Uh, they're still 29th in the separating system, 14th in the net, uh, which are good good rankings, especially for Iowa State, a team that has had lots of struggles over the last Yeah, uh, so Xavier, seasons. they're riding that Ohio State win. Yep, they got the Ohio State win. Uh, they got a Virginia Tech win, which is quad one at this point still. Um, That's true, yeah. That was, that was a one-point win as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, then but then they've also they've they've just been playing like pretty non like they but they they played a pretty consistent schedule at the very least. Yeah, like Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Marquette. Like, yeah, so yeah. I think it's definitely fair that they're like. It, 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 yeah, I I think it's definitely fair to have Iowa State this high, um, and maybe I just am being a little bit too pessimistic on. Yeah, you got we're, them at fifteen. I got Xavier at fourteen. So we're kind of we yeah we kind of got this far <laughs> yeah, we away really on really these teams. The teams flip flopped a little bit. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how where, how where Iowa State ends up. I just don't know, like if I necessarily trust <laughs> this to continue. In oh yeah, I, but like I have to reward what they've done so far. Like um, they just have picked up a bunch. of... Obviously, they don't like they beat Xavier, who I mean we consider a top fifteen team. I think. AP poll moved them up a good amount, but AP poll is still eighteen. Eighteen, which is kind of shockingly low. Yeah, um, below Texas is like really the only one where I'm like, okay, how are you pulling that? Yeah, like off? Texas has what two losses as well and no wins. Yeah, in the and, slightest. and like, no good wins. And Xavier has one loss and one good win. Like I think t- I, I was finally like, wow, Texas finally beat Stanford. That may be the rest of the season. Stanford's a quad three win. They're not even a good team. But yeah, no, year. I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm not like being know, like, like, like good for them for beating Stanford. But I th- I was like that that may be the best thing Texas has done. I this don't year. get how Texas is still twenty in the net where they're zero and two in quad one, haven't played a quad two game, and they're two and zero in quad three, and they haven't even like dominated anyone. It's definitely uh pretty questionable, but. That's just how the net works. You don't know. You can't question the net because it doesn't show you their points or anything like that. Yep. Uh, so do you want to move along to number 10? Sure. So number 10, I have Michigan State. Yep. I have uh, Auburn at number 10. Yeah. So Michigan State, I can start with. Um, they just they, Their two losses are to Baylor and Kansas, who are um, some of the top teams in the country. And they got... They got a couple of good wins in there. They got they beat Connecticut. They beat uh, Loyola Chicago in the tournament that they played in. They beat Minnesota, who on the road like Minnesota was kind of moving up the ring. Like Minnesota's a quad one win, I think at this point. And people, people, the bar, the bar is always hyped up as a very strong home court. And Minnesota, yeah, has been shockingly good, as you said. Yeah, so Michigan State, they're three and two in quad one. They kind of uh, lay, uh, put a lot of games in there. Their schedule. So they've been able to uh, improve their ranking in my mind. Yeah, the issue I'm having with Michigan State at this point is there's like at this point none of these are looking like the Connecticut isn't a top twenty five win anymore. It's yeah, not unfortunately, win. yeah, Connecticut's fallen off. The, these have been pretty close games, uh, in, their, in their wins over like quad one opponents for the most part, and they weren't particularly close in their losses to to like yeah, those like the top level teams. So, so like that's it's hard to fault them that for that heavily. Where um, did you have Michigan State? Uh, I had them at twelve, so I'm yeah, really and the AP people had them at eleven, so it's kind of so it's not it's really yeah so we're we're it's not like I'm like in that heavy disagreement with you um, in terms of where they should be ranked, uh, but I just they 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 probably need to get like a big like signature win, and honestly their schedule isn't really geared towards that. Yeah, so that also is kind of my issue with Auburn. Um, you said you had Auburn at 
Yes. So obviously they had the close loss to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, double over, yeah, the double overtime so that's loss like, to Connecticut. Like they almost don't really have a loss, but their best win is probably Loyola Chicago. Um, they handled them better than Michigan State did, but but barely. It's not they got splitting hairs at that point. It's yeah. a nine point win versus four point win. That's fine. Yeah, and they just don't. It doesn't feel like Auburn has another top win. They're two and one in quad one play. Um, the other quad, the other quad one win, I suppose, is Syracuse is in St. Louis. I think UCF. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I, yeah, so I think they're giving that to the, the yeah, I think they're, they're giving the UCF win uh, a quad one win. Yeah, and UCF doesn't really feel like that kind of team this year. Yeah. yeah, although I haven't heard a ton about them, so I'm interested to see where that ends up. Um, yeah, that might just be one of those things where UCF is not playing a uh, terribly hard schedule, so... Um, but they also, uh, honestly, like, while most teams didn't do anything this week, Auburn picked up a win over St. Louis on the road. Yeah, and where's St. Louis, St. Louis in the net? Uh, they're 72 in the net, so they're okay, probably, yeah. that's probably on the road, a quad, that's a quad two win on the road. Yeah, least, definitely. I, uh, I yeah, Auburn's got one quad two win. Yeah, I just, I got Auburn kind of low. I got Auburn at 17 just because, um, I haven't really seen that win to put them, I, I got them in a tier with a bunch of teams. I think. Don't have a great, great win. I think it's a very similar resume to Michigan State at this point. Like I have them on the same tier. I have them two spots away from each other. I I just think, like the like, if you're both teams, central win is basically just beating loyal Chicago's at, at this point. Like yeah, I just I do like I do appreciate that Michigan State ended up beating uh, Connecticut. Um, obviously, like Auburn almost did, and can't even you can't really fault the team for a double OT win, but. Yeah, it's it's hard to like get that down on it. Uh, so I I think just having I think it's helpful that they're only still only a one loss team. Also, um, the, despite playing a probably a slightly easier schedule than Michigan yeah. State through this part of the season. So I I really like yeah I have them on the same tier. I don't think it's like insane to have Michigan State above uh or Auburn at this point. Yeah, no, there's just a lot of uh, teams that need to like like start to prove themselves in this range. I feel like. So yeah, should we uh. Pause and move on to the next section. All right, so we are going to start with um, some of our teams that we have uh, in different spots in the next 15. Yeah, so our three biggest discrepancies of uh, our 15 teams, uh, starting with LSU, I guess. Yeah, so you have LSU uh, a lot higher than I do. You have them 11, I am 16. And they are 17 in the AP. Yeah, so I'll let you get started on yep, LSU. Sounds good. Uh, so at this point, they are actually they're second in the simple rating system. They are third in the net. So they are yeah. killing the one-number metrics right now. Uh, they're ahead of Baylor in the simple rating system somehow, which doesn't really make sense, but regardless. Um, they actually have like some wins that are looking like fairly quality right now. They beat Belmont by 30. They beat uh, Wake Forest by 14. Wake Forest is a four, a, they're four, 11 and 1 right now. Wake yeah, Forest is actually so, having a pretty good season. So the thing is, uh, LSU definitely has beaten teams by a lot, which have helped them in those uh, those metrics. Mm-hmm. My issue is I just don't see a, a, a win on here that I go, wow, like this is like a top 15 team is the issue. Like um, I think Wake Forest is probably there. Is that there? That's quad a quad one, one win. Yeah, that's they have one. only one quad one win at this point. Yep. Um, I have them in that tier as we just talked about. Uh, Auburn. Um, I have them with like USC and uh, I have Xavier top of that tier, but they're kind of different. But USC, LSU, Auburn, I kind of like looked at as um, they're all undefeated or kind of undefeated. Um, 
but don't have like a top win to separate themselves yet. I would say that they do the 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 beating, beating Wake Forest is clearly better than anything USC has done at this point. Yeah, though. so I have I have USC one spot ahead of LSU, um, but um, I just feel like like a lot of the teams like Xavier, Houston, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, like those teams like have gotten a win like a little. That's a little better quality than like what LSU's gotten. Um, yeah, and I'm not usually huge on just giving it to a team that's undefeated, but just given like that they it's it's like it's undefeated and just like not even like competitive undefeated at this point, like yeah, no. The, the, <coughs> but I think recently they went to, they went to OT with Penn State, um, and that but that's about it. Yeah, recently it's been interesting. They have been kind of a slow first half team. Like I've been checking in on their games, the Georgia Tech game, the Louisiana Tech game. Both of them were they yeah. were like down at one point in like the first half, and I think even kind of going into the second half. But still, Louisiana Tech ends up being a, a probably like a quad two, a high quad three or a quad two, and then they beat by nine. Um, and then Georgia Tech they completely handled. Yeah, they were tied. They were tied with Louisiana Tech. Yep. Um, with two two minutes fifty seconds left, uh, and then LSU scored nine straight points. So kind of. Uh, it doesn't really make sense. It's a little concerning, that's for sure. It, it that they're playing these games that are like they're they're playing such competitive games to to a certain point. Yeah. But the fact that they're still able to pull off the margins of victory that they're pulling off. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're playing for rankings. I guess it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like if, if I mean if they're just willing to like keep coming out and trying to beat teams by double digits every night, um, I just I'm, I'm gonna have trouble dropping them until they actually. Well, they they start their murder road yeah. in the SEC with Auburn, we, Kentucky, think, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, and Alabama, Tennessee in a row. Yeah, I think we've discussed that yeah, before. I'm but... still just and that's <clears> hilarious. That's such a insane stretch. The yeah. SEC's not that hard. You shouldn't have been able. You shouldn't play the SEC that difficult. Like that difficult stretch to the SEC. Yeah, but I think LSU is really going to have to um, prove that they're not just like beating up on bad teams. Yeah, 100%. Um, that that'll that'll be a real. That'll be a couple weeks where once once they start picking up their, if they get a win against Auburn or something like that, then then they're like a top 15 lock for me. But yep. at this point, I'm just like I have no reason to like put them up in my rankings. I'm just kind of like <coughs> picking teams to put higher because they have wins. Well, I think the team we're about to discuss with them in Seton Hall, honestly just they they I know they technically have two quad one wins, but I mean, one of them's Michigan by two. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's mm. hanging around as uh, a like quad one team. Uh, yeah, and I, I like every week. I'm like, I look at Michigan and I'm like, hey, can I, can I get this team close to my rankings? And I'm like, no. yeah, they're seven and four. Um, they've lost to um, Arizona, Seton Hall. Uh, they lose to Butler or something like that. They lost. They lost to some like random like. I think it was Seton Hall was that random team, but now Seton Hall's gotten a little better. Um, North Carolina, Minnesota. There yeah. We go. Oh yeah, Minnesota. So yeah. Uh, North Carolina. Uh, I forgot to think. Yeah, they were just got blown out by the North Carolina. Arizona yeah. Too. Um. But yeah. So I mean, I guess we can kind of. Yeah. Seton Hall is the second team we're talking about. Uh, I got Seton Hall at twelve. You got them at seventeen. Um, and they are fifteen in the actual AP. Yeah. The thing is, for Seton Hall, their one loss is to Ohio State uh, in a close. Uh, that, that was a buzzer beater. So, um, it's and like I think I have Ohio State ahead of them. So. Um, uh, it's like there's not too much going wrong for them this season, and they have uh, a win against Texas, who's still uh, ranked up in the top, and they have a win 
uh, against Michigan on the road. Yeah, I'm just not willing to like at the, both those. To, like, if you had told me that Seton Hall had wins over Texas and Michigan to start the season, I'd be yeah, like, "Holy yeah. crap!" Is yeah. Seton Hall the top ten now? Yeah. But like at this point in the season, both those teams are trending like very poorly in the wrong direction. Yeah, but I, the, the issue is that uh, Michigan's still higher than Belmont. <laughs> Um, in the net, like they have two, they have two wins in, that are higher ranked net teams. Yeah, you know that's fair. Um, one of them coming on the road. Um, obviously they didn't dominate them like, um, like they like like LSU has. So it's Belmont. Belmont, I guess, must just be right on the fringes of being quad one at this point. Then yeah, but so like obviously Seton Hall, um, kind of need a little more wins because. After those two wins, um, the next next bet is like Iona, I think. Uh, so it is kind of hard to. They're twenty sixth in the net, um, but I don't know. And sixth, uh, Seton Hall, right? Yeah. And sixteenth in the simple rate system, so they're doing pretty well in the one number metrics. Um, nothing like nothing super flashy, but like give, like given where I don't think the expectations were super high going into the season for Seton Hall yeah, using I, their I, best player. Like they did they even play this week? Or, uh, nope. They had to cancel their game. Against, they postponed the game against Iona. Oh yeah. Yep. Um. So they did. Was that Rutgers game this week? Yeah. No, that was last Sunday. So they didn't even do anything this week. Yep. Um. But, uh. So yeah, I didn't move them at all. I had them at twelfth last week. Um. I just don't. Yeah, I didn't move them either. I, I they've stayed, they've stuck at seventeen for me. Yeah, I just I feel like they have like quality wins that some of the other teams like USC, LSU, Auburn don't have. Um, That's true. I just don't like Texas. We we both still ranked Texas. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not like that opposed to Texas. It's just I'm not like I'm also not gonna. I I don't think Texas like I think if you're at twenty three you're not that ahead of where Wake Forest is which is probably like thirty three like if you were like if I would brought my ranking down to thirty five like Wake Forest probably could get in. Yeah, um, Wake Forest did receive five votes, so that's. Um, I mean, this isn't great podcasting, but. I would put them at like thirty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 not like it's it's. Just, Given that LSU is undefeated, they're doing really well in the one number metrics, and neither of those wins, the Texas or Michigan, are like looking like top fifteen wins yeah. going forward. I'm like, I don't think it's like super close between the two of them right now. But also, it's not like I, I had them one tier apart. I'm not like like I'm not that low on Seton Hall at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, should we talk about Providence? Yeah, sure. All right, I think Providence is one of those fun teams this year that. Um, it's kind of just rising up the rankings, and um, so yeah, they started out their season with a win against Wisconsin, who's uh, continued to stay in our uh, rankings. But the reason they haven't ranked is they lost by eighteen to Virginia. Then mm, Virginia just looks sad. Yeah, Virginia is is uh, shell of their old self. Um, but since then, Providence picked up wins against Texas Tech and UConn. Um, they're eleven and one. Um, with some wins. There's a lot of 11-1 teams out there, like, as we talked about, Wake Forest, but mm. they actually have some quality wins. Yeah, they, so I got... I, I, so you had them at 18, right? Yeah. And I had them at 25. Um, they, I think they've definitely worked their way into getting ranked. Uh, they keep playing these Division One games really close, though. Yeah. Uh, which is not... Which, for a team, like, towards the end of the top 25 isn't unreasonable because... Or top twenty five games for or like or top fringe top twenty five games for the most part. Yeah, but um, they obviously aren't beating 
anyone badly. Like, they beat Northwestern by five. Yeah, I just think what they've done is they've kind of, like, the teams that they've beaten, Connecticut, Texas Tech, and uh, Wisconsin, are all teams I have lower than 20. Um, yeah. And, like, close to, or, like, but, like, between 20 and 30, basically, teams. Um, and they've played those games very competitively, so I think having Providence uh, just, like, kind of as the higher end. Yeah, there's just a lot of teams down towards, like, the 20, 25 range that um, I just don't look at their thing and go, what has this team done? Like, Providence actually like, has, like, three wins of teams that I considered ranking, which not a lot of teams can say that at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at Tennessee. Tennessee's best win is against the UNC. UNC is not even... I didn't even consider them because they lost to Kentucky. Um, I look at uh, a team like Kentucky. Kentucky obviously has only one uh, quality win. It's also UNC. Um, and then Wisconsin kind of has fallen off since they got... Um, that win against Houston, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of teams down there. Obviously, Wisconsin's that's a pretty good win, but Providence beat Wisconsin head-to-head, so mm. it's kind of where I can give them the edge on that one. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of teams that can say that they are, let's find them, 4-0 in quad one. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I just want to see, it's like, it's a little bit like the Michigan State case where I want them to want to see them, like, actually, like, make it a signature win rather than just continue, like, yeah, but I think that's... Playing highly competitive games against these teams. Yeah, no, definitely. But that's like... I feel like that's like kind of more of a... Uh, what, what you want to see when you're trying to rank someone top 10. If you're trying to like get someone like above... Like into top 20, I feel like kind of beating teams that are on that same level um, is pretty good. Yeah, I just... I, it's just... It, yeah, but they've just... Esta- I think they've just established themselves on that same level. Like they haven't like established themselves at above that level yet. The, like above the mid-20 like level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think they, like, they have more points toward, or, like, more, like, reasons for them. Well, yeah, and I did, it's not like, I ranked them over to, like, Connecticut and Texas Tech. And, like, it's, yeah, I ranked yeah. over the teams that they beat, like, or besides Wisconsin, the teams they beat. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I have them at 18, you have them at 25, <coughs> just to clarify. Um, I don't know, they just, they, I appreciate. Oh, and the AP got them in at 22. Yeah, so I, th- I think another thing that, Helps my well is kind of helps my reasoning for having them as high as I did. I had them already at twenty two last week, um, and then they picked up the win against uh, UConn. Yeah. So. Yeah, fair enough. I only had them in another considered last week, so I wasn't quite ready to rank them before. Um, and now they're in, uh, and the Big East play is starting soon, so that should be helpful for them because they're every week you play someone who's a tournament team at that point. Yeah. No, I think they're going to be interesting. They just have a lot of people who can score. Um, Nate Watson is uh, Nate Watson, Al Durham, and A.G. Reeves they have who are scoring uh, over 10 points. And another guy who's pretty close. But um, I don't know. They just kind of, I feel like Providence does this pretty often. They just have like a run and um, get themselves in the in the top 25 and then disappear. So Well, this is what, <laughs> I, we, we were talking about doing our Big East preview. And I'm like, wow, the, once the Big East starts, I don't think any of these teams are going to be able to sustain like a run of dominance through the Big East. Yeah, they're gonna just they're gonna like beat up on each other, and it's gonna yeah. While other conferences like I don't know like the Pac-12 like you like other teams like teams I expect like a couple teams to like dominate the Pac-12 exactly. and establish themselves as like a one seed or like a bit like the Big Twelve like some teams are gonna fall off, but like the Big East every year is just all the teams kind of fall and one team like maybe will go up it did, but even like with Vill- like usually that team or at least recently the last couple of years has been Villanova and it doesn't seem like it's going to be Villanova yeah the um, highest ranked in the AP was Seton Hall at 15 um, so yeah this just seems like a year where 
Big East play could be really exciting. Yeah, the Big East play is going to be competitive, and it's going to screw them all out of being like a top three seed. So. Yeah, definitely. I think should make for good basketball there. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say we take a break, and we, uh, we talk about that. Okay, so we're going to do a Big East preview next. So we'll talk about like where we see each team's floor and ceiling. Um, but So let's get started with... You want to go Providence first? Yep, first for me. So um, I said Providence is one of those teams, I think... Currently, they're like a seven seed projected on ESPN. I think six best is where I had them. Uh, yeah, so I did Providence. There's uh, was a uh, seven seed. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to like consistently win games for them to stay like in, like a range for like a five or a four or something like that. So we'll definitely get into it as we get more into the Big East. But it's it's a conference that no one's really established themselves as the head of um, yeah. without Villanova this year. Um, and part of the issue I have with Providence is they are pretty similar to where they were uh, last year, as I recall. Um, and I don't think they were like that great last year, so I think there's a possibility that there's like a little bit of um, like a regression to where they were. But even so, I don't see uh, their floor for both of them. Yeah, was the uh, bubble? Uh, pull that over. Um, yeah, yeah, I said I said they were uh, they just miss out like outside in the bubbles the floor for me. Yeah, so like that I think that makes a decent amount of sense is they they go back to where they were last year, which was a team that was just kind of outside the tournament. Do you think it's realistic that I miss it? Um, I would if I, if you had me bet money on it, I would bet money that they make the tournament. Obviously, at this point, yeah. For um, for a floor, I think it as I said that like outside of the bubble is like a realistic possibility. Yeah, so. I think I I see the Big East sending a decent amount of teams to the tournament. I agree. I think that a lot of these teams are gonna be in that like bubble to like eight, eight nine range. When I yeah, and when I include the bubble, I include the teams that are like on the outs like the bubble outer end, yeah, the yeah. bubble where they're not actually in the tournament. They're yeah. like just getting looked at. Uh, so yeah, I think it's possible they missed the tournament, but I I do think they put themselves they've they've racked up the wins already. They're eleven and one. Yeah, it'd be hard to end up with a record that looks so bad that they make they miss the tournament. Yeah, because if they get, if they go five hundred uh, in Big East play, they still um, have like a pretty good winning record on the season. Yeah, and they've already gotten a bunch of wins, and they'll get a few wins in Big East play. Um, I just probably don't see them getting up to like we're going to talk about some other teams where I think there's some higher end ceilings in the Big East, yeah. and I just don't see them getting up to that level necessarily. <laughs> Although honestly, that may be kind of questionable because who knows what's going to happen to the Big East. Yeah, so uh, moving on to Creighton. I got Creighton similar similar tier to Providence. Obviously, Creighton has a couple more losses, so it's harder um, to like raise their ceiling, but I think Creighton could be like a six seed. Yeah, um, I'm a little worried. They were pretty reliant on their star players last year, and I think they're both gone at this point. Yeah, my thing is, um, I think that they've already, they just killed Villanova the other day. Um, so... I think that like it shows that there's room to like that they could pick up a bunch of good games in the uh, in the Big East um, if they keep it going. Um, obviously, they lost Zagorgowski, right? That's their main. Yeah, so they they mostly lost Zagorgowski, but st- uh, still. So you had their ceiling at a six seed, right? Yeah. yeah. So and I had their ceiling at a nine seed. Um, okay. So I'm definitely a little bit lower on them. I I think, and I had their floor as. Uh, a bottom three team in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, I, I think anybody could be a bottom three team. Is the yeah the the, the real challenge is being a bottom two team in the Big East, and we'll get into that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So I said Creighton. I think I think they'll still be a, like even at their floor. I think they'll still be a bubble team. I think they're just one of those teams that's always kind of winning games, even if they like even if they don't have the players they had last year. 
like they're just one of those Big East teams that'll pick up a couple of wins. I think they will be more than likely either a like uh, like like seeded team or like they'll be on the outside of the bubble. Yeah, I probably could have gotten up to eight with their ceiling. I'm just still a little bit fishy on whether or not um, this team is gonna adjust super well without Marcus Sigurdowski because he's been a pretty big part of what they've been for like a few years at this point. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I don't know. I think there's just opportunities in the Big East. So um, I think they could do something. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, you're 100 percent right. The, the Big East, honestly, what if what maybe make more sense with the Big East is just putting all their ceilings in a very similar spot, uh, just because they're all going to be playing each other. And if no team, any, I think by the end of the season, honestly, maybe any team in the Big East, like outside of like a, a couple like really low end ones, could be the best team. Um, yeah, where 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 they? I think Creighton might not be in it at the moment. Even with because this oh, yeah, this isn't this isn't updated for till since the Villanova win, um, so yeah, no Creighton. Yeah, but I think with the Villanova win, they'd be a bubble team currently. So, but yeah, I don't think it's absurd for them to like not even be on the bubble. Like, I might have their floor a little too high, but I don't know. It just feels like Big East. Like, they'll probably just pick up a win or two that'll like keep them on the bubble. Yeah, I just see the Big East sending probably like just seven or eight teams to the tournament, and some and some of them are just not. Like, I just think some of them are gonna end up losing the like the big top thirty matchups that the Big East is gonna have. Yeah, and if you end up going like one and five in those, like that, one well, some teams gonna have to do that, and that team's just yeah. not gonna be considered. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, should we move on to Xavier? Yep, sounds good. Xavier, I said for the ceiling, I got him at a four seed. Yeah, so they're one of the, the Big East teams where I got their ceiling up to a three seed. Because I think one team in the Big East is probably going to get a three seed. Yeah, no, I mean, whoever wins the Big East, obviously, is going to be up there. I just feel like they might have, like, a, there's a good chance that the winner of the Big East, like, has, like, ten losses or something like that. Like, or, like like, eight losses. Yeah, because outside of, well, let's just say, the outside of Butler and Georgetown, every night, good night, you're playing a fairly competitive game. Exactly. So, like, it's going to be hard. Like, I feel like Arizona and UCLA, like, they'll probably finish with, like, five losses maximum. Yeah, because there's, there's the lower end of the Pac-12 gets pretty bad pretty quickly, yeah. and there's, like, a decent amount of bad teams in the Pac-12, and then there's just also not the mid-level that the Big East has. Yeah, the, I, I just feel like getting to the three seed might be a contentious point this uh, year because um, I don't know like Baylor should be like like almost locked as a three a top three like Duke will be up there as well like more than likely Gonzaga a, a team from the Big Ten will obviously yeah, be like up there yeah like one or two teams from the Big Ten could um, I don't know there's just like Kansas uh, an SEC team might get there yeah, Alabama or Auburn, I imagine. Like, the winner of the SEC seed. will probably be ranked higher than the winner of the Big East. Yep. It's just, it's going to be hard. I, I had trouble putting a, a, a Big East team at a three seed just because of the other quality of teams. Um, but, I don't know. For the floor, I put Xavier as a 10 seed. Um, so my floor was a 9 seed. So we're actually very similar. Like, on this. Just seems, like a, I'm, I'm just a step down. It seems, honestly, looking at what we have, it seems more our assessment of the Big East than maybe what's slightly different because you seem to have the same three teams I do peaking at three, four seeds rather than three seeds. And then one more team peaking at, I have a team peaking at two seeds that you're peaking at three seeds. Yeah, so I just think that it's going to be hard to like go through the Big East and, and then get the three just because 
I haven't looked at any of these teams and felt like confident. It's, no, it's tough. Yeah, but obviously someone's gonna have to do it, and it's gonna be interesting to see how much doing it gets you like. It's, it's a question, and also you're right that probably the team that if you te- you to get the three seed, it's gonna be about more just winning the Big East tournament or having the best record in the Big East. Yeah. You're gonna need to actually have put together like. Like you're gonna have to be the best team in the Big East all year, and then win the or maybe not win the tournament, but do well in the tournament and be the best team in the Big East all yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So it's just such a a shit show, for lack of a better word. No, you're right. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a mess in the Big East in terms of but, who's gonna be the highest seed, and then there's a lot of range after that. Yeah. Like in terms of if you're not the highest seed in the Big also, East, also Xavier's done like a lot already. Yeah, where I, I think it is kind of hard to like look at them and say that this team could, like they almost feel safe of being like an 11 seed or like a bubble team. Yeah, I, I'd be, have trouble seeing Xavier miss the tournament at this point. Yeah, um, just because they are like 11 and 1 and have yeah. a quality win and uh, their losses to a team that currently, currently is a top team, but who knows if Iowa State just falls apart in Big East, Big 12 play. Yep, uh, moving along to the St. John's. Yeah, so I said they could get up to a 10 seed, but they also could just be a bottom four team in the Big East. So yeah, I I had them as a bubble team at best. Um, so like they could make the tournament in, in that case. Um, and then uh, their absolute worst case scenario, which may be a little bit iffy, but they could be a bottom two or three team in yeah. the Big East. No, I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, they the biggest thing they have going for them is they do have one of the best players in the Big East at this point. Yeah, but, um, the Shim, the Shimpenny brother. Yeah, He's a pretty I think good scorer. I think they've Justin. Yeah, but. Um, I think that this is a team that could, like, if they just win a couple games, they could get up to a 10 seed. Because, um, like, as we've, like, talked about before, like, the, the mid, like, the, the back side <coughs> of, of the top 25, like, is not, is not, like, very strong. So, like, if they just pick up a bunch of wins in the, um, in the uh, biggies, they could. Uh, I don't know where they are in net right now. 113. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they're not doing great. Oh yeah, they one they haven't right beat now. they haven't beaten anybody. Beating the submarine system, and they're definitely not on bracketology right now. So we're not even gonna, not even gonna look at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's just it, they're just another one where it it's it's that's what what they do in the Big East. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely that. Like it's it's good. They're part of the. They're like good enough to be part of like the the squabble every night to like get pick up wins. And exactly. Pick up, I, I could see them getting some upsets that get them up to the ten as well. Yeah, if they can pick up the right wins and they don't like embarrass themselves, then they should they should have a chance at the tournament. Uh, but they could also fall pretty quickly if things don't go their way. Easily, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Seton Hall, Seton Hall, I got a kind of similar level to Xavier. Yeah. So they're just another one of the teams I mentioned where it's, it's, they're all kind of like if you, they have the potential to be the best team in the Big East, yeah. and if they are the best team in the Big East, I think it's just a question yeah, of I how s- we feel about that. Basically, yeah, I said four seed for them as well. Yeah. So that I had said three seed, like I said for Xavier, um, as their ceiling. Yeah. My floor is a ten seed. Uh, what? What do you have them for your floor? Uh, bu- uh, my floor is at the bubble for uh, Seton Hall. So, yeah. What, what do you? What's your thought process there? So I think compared to Xavier, I just tr- like I think Xavier brought back the like more core aspects of their team, so I'm not as worried that the floor is going to fall out. Like, uh, so it's not as much as like what they've done so far in conference play. It's more, or not non-conference play. It's like like you think their chances in Big East play. Yeah, I I think I think I'm less. Worried that w- what they've done is a fluke up to this point because like they, they were they lost their best player after yeah. uh, Sandro 
Vamokuslevsky. Uh, that was probably that. I butchered that definitely, but they lost their best player. I'm just like a little bit more concerned that they are not going to be the same team they were last year. Yeah. Uh, but also, as I said, they have the ceiling of being the best team in the Big East. So. Yeah. No, I think I, I I see that. I just feel like like Seton Hall is kind of at the point where they got a qual- some quality wins and they'd have to be like horrible, horrible to like be a bubble. So I think ten seeds where I got them lowest. But uh, Butler, this is finally the first team where. Um, I think the ceiling is not even in the bubble. I think the ceiling is just like picking up a few upsets. Yeah, my yeah. So I was uh, definitely in a pretty similar place where I, I had them as the third worst team in the Big East as their ceiling. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so what was interesting about that was when I was looking into this is that they have possibly the highest retention rate I've ever seen for a team with ninety six percent of their minutes and ninety seven percent of their scoring. But it's not good play. But there was yeah, it was they were turning a bad roster. So even if everything works out in their absolute best case scenario. I still think they're just like clearly, um, yeah, just like not really in contention. Yeah, um, like they, like if if they're just if they even if they're better than they were last year, I don't see them being better than the fourth best team in the Big East. Yeah, I don't really remember what they did last year in the, in the Big East. I can check that real quick, but um, yeah, they just don't have people who look like they really consistently score. Um, um, and last year. They ended up. They were eight and twelve. So in the yeah. Biggies, so but like a lot of teams kind of. And they, it wasn't like it, it was. They were never like a. They, yeah, they were never. They weren't like so good in non-conference play either. They ended up ten and fifteen. So they were actually like, well, two and three in non-conference play last year, which yeah, is exactly. not. Which is kind of sad also. Um, but yeah, Butler currently in the net is at one sixty one. So it's nothing. Yeah, so they were the worst team. They, I had the worst like average outcome for them of any team that we looked at for this. Um, so I don't see them making the tournament, and I don't see the season going well for them, almost yeah. no matter what happens. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so moving on to UConn. UConn I kind of have with Xavier and Seton Hall. Yep. Four seed highest, ten seed low. So yeah, they're exactly. I had them. They, I had them with the other teams we mentioned, Xavier and Seton Hall. Uh, so I had them at a three at their highest and eight at their lowest. So the second best average outcome of any of the teams we're looking at. Yeah. Um, Do you think that they're already not ranked could lead to them having a lower floor though, possibly? Possibly, I do. Maybe I'm giving them. Maybe I'm not too as. Maybe, I think the team was trending. Towards an eight seed, even without James Booknight last year. Yeah. Uh, so which is why, like, like obviously, like it, it would make sense normally to be like, oh, well, they're also they also lost their best player, like Seton Hall, but they were less reliant. Like they were a pretty good team. Yeah. No, without Booknight last year. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I question how valuable Sandro was last year, but regardless, like, I still think this Connecticut team has like a more established track record at this point. Yeah. Um. But it's all, and they were what? They ended up as a seven seed last year. I think so. Yeah, I just feel like this is like. So maybe I could have gone down to a nine with them, but I still think that they're like, I I still think that they're like one of the. They're probably one of the best. They're probably the best, the safest team in the Big East at this point in terms of having the best seed. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Um, should we move on to Marquette? Yep. Marquette's been interesting this year. Uh, I got um, them as a nine seed, the highest, and then a losing record, wrong side of the bubble. Uh, as the floor. Yeah, so I had their ceiling as a bubble. Uh, you said they were already on the bubble for yeah, yeah. Lenardi right now? Yes. Yeah, so I I get that 
having the ceiling where they're currently at is a little questionable. Um, but they're pro they're there largely off some like kind of interesting win. They beat Illinois by is that is, was that the only one so far? I thought they were. were they might have had another, but um, let's see. Who's that one? Yeah, so Kansas State, I guess they've beaten as well. West Virginia. West Virginia. So yeah, they have two quality ones that like if they like what go five hundred, like get like a, a win off of a Xavier, off of a uh, Creighton. Like I think that they could get themselves up to like one of those nine C type levels. Yeah, and they brought in Shaq Smart, who's a well respected coach at this point, um, for the most part at least. Um, oh my gosh, um, and it's just a question of is this team. It's his first year there. Is this team like ready right. to compete with this roster? Because they brought back almost none of their players. Um, yeah, I think Daryl Morcel came from uh, Maryland though, and he was pretty good there. Yeah, and then they have some. They have a good freshman who's been playing well too. Um, it's. I'm not like completely selling them out yeah. at this point. I just I just gave them their ceiling based on like that they've already picked up a couple of wins that might look good down the stretch. Yeah, I'm just pretty concerned about how they're going to D and Big East play. Like I don't think they're going to be a very consistent team cuz they already haven't been a very consistent team. Yeah, definitely. Um and if you're not consistent in the Big East, like that's just a recipe for going under 500. Yeah. All right. So, should we talk about Villanova? Uh yep. Yep. Villanova, I said at the highest I could put them at a three seed, but they could get all the way down to a nine. Yeah, so I'm still, I think, definitely going a little bit off preseason expectations because they yep. just seem to have so much talent coming into the season, so I set their ceiling at a two. Yeah, my my worry is that they'd have to, I think they would have to like end up dominating the Big East because they already have like four losses, um, two teams that are like at the two range. It would be hard to like get them above some of those teams. They'd probably have to take no more than two losses in the Big East. Exactly, and like have be a six loss conference champion yeah um to like make them look better than some of those teams they already lost to um uh, it's doable this villanova team was expected to kind of they were yeah exactly so that's why because i i said that there because i think going into the season there was one seed upside to the villanova team yeah um and i don't i don't have that anymore my worry is though they already lost their first game in the big east by 20 points or something that's true um like they've already like if they if they do need to dominate, but they've already started to not like. Yeah, so I don't feel confident that they're going to be. I I, I it's, it's I, do it's but it's the ceiling. It's yeah, doable. It's and as a, doable. and as I said, Connecticut's like the team. If I had to guess at this point, would be the best or Connecticut or Xavier probably would be the ones I had to if I had to guess we we're going to win the Big East. Yeah. Um, but I still. I still just there's a possibility that Villanova puts it all together. Yeah, if they, someone someone has to kind of do it. Yeah, if if Villanova does put it all together, I think they're, they're that's a higher level outcome than any of the other teams possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's I so I'm I have them higher than most. I have like a bunch of people with four seeds and then Villanova at three yeah. seed highest. So you got the three seeds and then a the two, two high. Yeah, exactly. So just a step up. Um, but like, let's talk about the floor. Yep. I think if they just kind of. I don't. I don't see them going five hundred just because they are Villanova. But if they play like two games, two or three games above five hundred, um, they easily could just be a nine seed. Like they've already gotten a bunch of losses. Yeah, yeah. I had their floor as an eight seed, um, so pretty so like the same range as you had it basically. Yeah. If they eight, if they hadn't yeah. lost so many already, like their floor would already be locked at like a six maybe. But. Yeah. So it's it's definitely it's they've lost they've been they're playing a very difficult schedule to start of the season. Yeah. Um, Except for the fact, who, who, what Big East team did they, they lost to Creighton? Okay, yeah. So yeah, besides that, they've been, it's been like a lot. Of, it's been high end losses for the most part. 
Uh, so by, I think by the end of the season, if those teams are all top four seeds, it's going to be hard to have Villanova much lower than the eight seed if they do, like, fine in Big East yeah. play. Yeah. All right. And then Georgetown. Uh, the other bottom dweller. Yeah. So I said, like, maybe they could get on the outside of the bubble if they pick up a couple wins. Because just because they did. Outside make, looking into the bubble? Outside, I don't think they'll be in the Okay. Bubble. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, outside, like, let's say. Let's see what I'm trying I think they're either, like, the last tier of the bubble or, like, they just were, like, one of those teams you're, like, if they picked up one more win, they would be on the bubble. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that they're really a bubble team. So I think that's pretty similar to where I have them. Or it's, I had them, I, I said I put them outside the bottom five of the Big East. Um, yeah. So not one of the worst five teams of the Big East. If you're not one of the worst five teams of the Big East, you're probably like looking of, at the bubble. Like, if, yeah. you, if they're not one of the worst five teams of the Big East, though, the Big East probably hasn't had a very good season. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, and then I said that they could be last place. Yeah. Um, <coughs> If it came to it, and you you said as well, yep. they could be the worst one. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then DePaul. I think DePaul's an interesting one, just because. Well, they only have one loss there this season. Yeah, but they really haven't played any sort of schedule compared to a lot of these other teams. Um, I said at most they could get to a play-in, and then they could just be like last place. So yeah, I, I they're still at an eight seed. I think they're kind of already. I don't know. Did you pull up DePaul? I think was on the bubble. Uh, current, yeah. Yeah, so they're currently on the bubble. So I guess they're not currently. They're, they're first four out. Um, so obviously maybe saying that up there a plane is kind of low for the ceiling, but I just, I just think these, there's a lot of teams better than DePaul, so it's going to be tough. I, I, that's what I would assume, but the fact that they're, they already, they've already racked up so many wins, wins that obviously like, um, the, the Louisville and Rutgers wins aren't super impressive at this point in the season. Yeah, like you got, like, you got them as a higher ceiling than like a Creighton, um, so, and like Creighton just beat Villanova. I feel like, I need to see DePaul like actually... Pull off an upset in the Big East that's, before I can really raise their seal in that much. That's fair, and yeah, yeah. So I had I had DePaul slightly, ahead, yeah, I had them right ahead of Creighton in terms of the, the slightly lower or higher floor, slightly higher ceiling. Uh, is Creighton Creighton wasn't on the watch at this point though? Yeah, but this is the this has an update. Oh, it has an update like for the last, okay, yeah, last yeah. Thursday or something like that. Um, I think my issue with DePaul is I think they went two and fourteen last. Yes. Yeah, um, so that's why I had their I had their floor as the bottom four team of the Big East. Um, yeah, I just get I'm just a little worried that they just haven't faced anybody really. Yes. So. Yeah, but so I I'm, I think I'm mostly just giving them the benefit of the doubt, given that they have only lost one game at this point in the season. Yeah, and that they're there, that they like are currently. They there. they have the wins like built up. Creighton already has like two or three three losses at this point, three or three or four. I think. Yeah, I think they have three. They lost to Colorado State, they lost to Arizona State, and they lost to. Someone who's mid, well, it doesn't yeah. really matter, but yeah, but so I, I, I'm just, I don't, I don't have a ton of faith in DePaul to hit that eight seed ceiling. I just, I just because they haven't taken the losses at this point, I'm yeah. just kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, like obviously they're a little different than last year. <coughs> uh, doing some math, they were five and one in. Oh, they just didn't play any non-conference games last year. I think this that was one of their one of those teams that was bit by the COVID bug. They were three year. and one though. Yeah, yeah, they were three and one, but that's not much of a schedule. No, um, but and they once got, they started the conference play, they got kicked, kicked around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I don't think they were like they they were a team I think that brought back a decent amount of players, but it's like they again Could it's be like, like it's, it's a bit of a Butler case where if you bring back a decent amount of players to a horrible roster, or actually not at all. Okay, so I it, yeah, this actually this seems really confusing to me. They brought back like some of their top players, 
and then they're like a decent amount of transfers. It's a weird team. I don't really know why you would... DePaul seems like a weird place to transfer to. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe, like, it is a big... Uh, they're basically a Power 5 program at this point, so... Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I feel like DePaul is one of those teams where don't really know. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I just gave them the ceiling on the fact that they had the wins. <laughs> like, that's really the, the, all they have goal. Like, they, they just... They had the wins to start the season off, so we'll see where that, ends, that yeah. gets them to. Is that every yeah, that's everyone, isn't yep, it? So that'll I think that's the podcast and uh thanks for listening.